This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Joy, it's your choice, every day. Does life leave you feeling hopeless and joyless? Are your intentions out of alignment with your actions? What choices do you make in life to discover your joy? Do you know you can live in joy every day of your life? But it is a choice. Joy is our natural default emotion. We came into this world as a joyful being, and we are here on planet Earth to bask in that joy and to expand our joy outward into the universe. Valeria Tellez interviews Louise Pistol, the author of Discover Your Joy, daily splashes of inspiration for living an abundant life of happiness, blessings, and inner peace. Louise is a joy fanatic. She brings her Southern charm and joyful inspiration as she encourages others to discover their own joy no matter where they are on their journey. As Louise navigated her own difficult valleys in life, she emerged with a strong message of joy to share with other women. Her inspiration comes alive with real-life stories of hope, love, and faith. Joy really is her superpower. After a career of over 30 years in the financial industry, Louise made a decision to leave the business world and pursue her passion of writing. Her book, Discover Your Joy, was published in 2021. She shares her personal stories of love, laughter, holidays, kids, and grandkids, along with all the good and not so good that life has to offer. With her writing, coaching, and speaking, Louise offers encouragement and inspiration to women worldwide. Using both practical wisdom and biblical truths, she guides others to seek what they are missing in life and to become the best version of themselves. Louise spends many hours in her flower gardens. Here she finds the tranquil peace and serenity to fill her soul. Among all the plants and paths, there are numerous seating areas to give her places to ponder and write. It's no surprise that she uses flower images throughout her writing and on her website. After 45 years apart, she recently reconnected with her high school sweetheart. They married on the beach and found their joy in a vacation home at the coast. Their love story was printed in the April 2019 issue of Sassy Magazine. Her life has come full circle and she is grateful every day. Meet Louise at louisepistole.com. Here is the interview with Louise Pistole.
In your own words, who is Louise Pistol? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. I'm actually a native of North Carolina, and I grew up in the big city life. My career was in the financial industry, and I retired three years ago. And at that point, I had the opportunity to take the time to write a book that was on a topic very close to my heart, which is about joy. And it was about that same time that I married my high school sweetheart, and we have a place at the coast, and My favorite thing to do is to be at the coast, spend time with my sweetie, and to look at the beautiful ocean and use that inspiration to write more about joy and motivational topics. So talk to me for a moment about gratitude, Louise. Is that a practice, an understanding, a realization, a state of being? What is gratitude? Well, gratitude um, in itself, in a nutshell, gratitude is being thankful for everything, everything in your life, everything that you have, everything that you want to have, every person, every little thing. And the more time you can spend in gratitude, the more blessings it actually brings to your life. And gratitude is not a hard practice. It's a habit that we get into. And, and that is every day just being thankful, just saying thank you and naming two or three or ten things that you're thankful for. You can get real deep into it with writing in journals and things like that. And we can talk more about that. But... But the most important thing is just to know that you are thankful for the blessings that you have received. Would you call that a practice or this is it becomes a habit at some point, a way of living, of being? Well, a lot of people do call it a gratitude practice. That's probably a very familiar term to a lot of people. I do think that it has to become a habit first. And and as as that habit grows within your, your daily life, it does become a lifestyle choice. It becomes something that you choose to do because you see the benefits on a regular basis. I love the idea of being reminded of this state of being, of the practice of gratitude. And you just did that today. <laughs> you reminded me, although it's something that it's always on the background. I'm always grateful to be alive first, to be in a human body. It's already fulfillment to me. So it's already a beautiful thing. Another question I have about gratitude is how do we find something to be grateful for Yes, and I tell you, with what we have been through these last couple of years with being quarantined and locked down and a lot of other things, we've all been through challenging times. And what we have to do is just look for 
moments of joy in your day. I mean, every day there is something to be grateful for. And just what you said, grateful to be alive, you know, great, grateful that you woke up this morning, grateful that you have eyes to see and ears to hear. I mean, and, and if you can find one thing that you are truly grateful for that you can hold on to during those challenging times. And my personal example is my grandchildren, and they they bring so much joy to my life, and I am so grateful for them. And those days when life is throwing curveballs, if in my mind I can sit and breathe and close my eyes just for a few moments and remember the good times with the grands, it will restore my gratitude. It will restore joy to my life. So so look for moments of joy, just moments. It doesn't have to be a whole day that you're grateful for. Is there a moment there that you can be grateful for that you can hold on to? Mm, Yes, so true. And even if it comes in the form of memories, that's also another beautiful way of accessing gratitude. I absolutely agree. You just mentioned joy. So talk to me about the connection between gratitude and joy and also the difference between joy and happiness. Okay, wow, those are two great questions. I mean, gratitude is our pathway to joy. It is the the easiest path to get you to living in a joyful state. Gratitude can lower our stress levels. It can make us happier. There's so many health benefits to using gratitude on a regular basis. And one of those is that it will lead you down the path to leading a joyful life. Now, happiness and joy, even though a lot of people use those terms interchangeably, happiness is known to be something in the moment that you're that delights you, such as I'm gonna say an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh-huh. something you're you're happy uh-huh. to have this. It's delicious. Uh-huh. It tastes good. You're enjoying the moment of uh-huh. eating this ice cream cone, but it's gone. Uh-huh. And then what whatever was going on in your life is right back in your face. And joy is something that is deep within our heart. And it is something that it's it's always there, even during the bad times, even if we're not happy, we can still be joyful. And gratitude builds up that wellspring of joy in our heart. I mean, just imagine a bucket that as you fill this bucket up with gratitude, then when you are experiencing overwhelm, sad, worry, these these emotions, you're drawing on this bucket that you already have full, but you're continuing with your gratitude. So you continue to replenish your bucket and you this this bucket of joy lives in your heart all the time. Mm. Ah, yes, a billion times to that. Yes. How did you find this 
kind of understanding, Louise, about life and uh, how to live it in a, such a beautiful way. What was the inspiration to find the power of gratitude? It actually came to me 12 years ago. And I, I had always been, what I'm going to say, a positive person. But I was working a, a very stressful job, working long hours. I was single. I'd been by myself for a very long time, and I was very unhappy about my situation. And one Sunday morning at church, my minister spoke about the verse, be joyful always. And he cautioned us to watch for joy stealers, the, the, the people in our lives that try to bring about negativity or everything they do is wrong or bad or, you know, the, the people that just are not positive influences in our life. For, for whatever reason, I mean, it, it was just the right time and place for me to hear that message. And I came home and I started reading about joy and studying joy and journaling about joy. And it just grew from there. And then two years ago, I knew I had enough material that I was ready to share my joy through the written word with with everyone. Seems like it takes us being open, right, Louise? Like the being open to hear the message, because sometimes we hear so many things, but we don't adapt those beautiful ideas into our lives. So we don't integrate them. So like you said, that's an, an interesting observation that we need to be ready in a way to hear certain messages. I think you're right. And another question I have for you is about inner peace. Do you connect inner peace to gratitude and joy or inner peace is a different component element of being? No, I absolutely do connect it. And in fact, in my book, there is a whole month that I write about inner peace. And I do believe that gratitude, joy, and inner peace, um, and, and the other component there is faith, that all of those come together to help us lead that life, lead our best life, the life that we desire. And you mentioned faith. I use the word trust. For some reason, the word trust kind of uh, resonates more for some reason. So when you speak of faith, is that connected to religious beliefs or spirituality? I would say it's connected to whatever it is that a person believes in and if you and if you believe in a higher being then then yes you know if your trust is in you know another form then then that's okay too but we need we need beliefs that are outside of ourselves that we aren't that we're not the be all end all so what what is the be all end all and where can you put that trust and or faith. I wonder if we can kind of transcend these words or these belief systems and really get to know 
that we are not the physical body only, that we are not our thoughts, that we are beyond, we never die, that we are essentially the spirit. Or I know so many people use different words, but that's the word that came to me now. So do you think that can become, a belief system can become, or a belief can become a knowing? Yes, I do. And and I do believe in, in our spirit and that even after our physical body has passed, that we live on as a spirit and that we're reunited with those who have gone before us. Um, and different people have different beliefs about all that. And and it goes back to the same thing I said about faith. It's, it's what you believe and what you can hold on to yourself as long as it's something that gives you the good feeling and not something negative. We don't want to go about our days with the negative attitude, you know, the negative beliefs. So true. It doesn't serve us, but it's for some reason, some people, they get stuck on that loop and they don't know what to do. It's really a place of not really knowing how to get out of that space. But that's why I have these conversations. <laughs> so we become more aware that there are options that we can get out of that loop of negativity. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience? The purpose of the human experience? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a really deep question. You know, we are here on this earth, and and I have actually written some about this in the last year or so, that I believe our purpose here on earth is to serve others, and that by sharing our light within ourselves out into the world and serving others through kindness and love and obedience, that we are making the world a better place. Um, you know, we we are here to for communication with others, for love, for relationships with others, and and there again, going back to if you believe in a higher being, to serve our higher being and to share that that information with others. So I think share and love, compassion, service, light. Those are the things that we are here on planet Earth for. Mm, Yeah, what a beautiful answer. And another question that I often ask is about the purpose of our own lives. How do we get to find that unique way of expression? I think that's something that a lot of people wrestle with and that It takes us being at the right place at the right time to find what it is that we want to be and do in our lives and what we want to be remembered for. What is our legacy? So so many people wrestle with they don't have a passion and or they maybe think they do, but they're going through the motions every day. Oh, and we get caught up in that, that we're getting up and we're making breakfast and we're getting kids off to school and we're off to jobs and we're home and doing dinner. You know, that routine, and it just totally wears us out. And there comes the time we have to stop, just stop and spend some time with ourselves, along with ourselves and time in 
meditation and prayer and gratitude. And we will find our purpose and our passion if we allow ourselves the time and the open heart to receive that. Seems like that's what love is, right, Louise? This dynamic of giving and receiving. Yes, it is. How did you find your own purpose? I think I was alone for I was alone for 21 years in between two marriages and that did give me a lot of time to think and write that that whole time I was writing in journals and in the beginning it was a lot of gratitude but I wasn't necessarily happy within myself. I wasn't joyful. I was also going through those motions. But as I heard this message, and I not only just heard the message from my minister, I acted on it. And I started writing in my journals through a different mindset and also reading and studying more and that opened up to me the realization that I was joyful, I wanted to be joyful, and I wanted to share my joy with others. What a beautiful purpose to have. <laughs> Thank you. It has been a beautiful moment when I got to read the, your message. The mind becomes positive immediately, instantly, just by reading the message, like looking at your book cover. It's already does something. That's interesting how magical it is. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. So you wrote the book, Discover Your Joy, Daily Splashes of Inspiration for Living an Abundant Life of Happiness, Blessings, and Inner Peace. I love these splashes <laughs> because that's exactly how I felt, is <laughs> they splash of inspiration that um, your work does. It's incredible. So did you set an intention before writing the book? You know, it it was one of those things that just sort of happened, I'm going to say. I have been writing all these journals all these years, and I felt like I had a lot of stories, inspirational stories that I could share in a book. And I just kind of jumped in gung-ho, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> and, start, and started writing. And I think I developed more of my ideas and purpose and passion along the way as I started writing. In the beginning, it seemed like I had lots of material and this was great. But let me tell you, when you start to write, 365 <laughs> daily inspirational stories, you, there, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of material. But uh, I had a great editor and she kept encouraging me along the way and, and it did turn out great. And, you know, I have been blessed that has been well received. Yeah, it's a beautiful work. Thank you again. You mentioned earlier the, uh, relationships and to be pretty much aware of people around us that will quite do the opposite as lifting us up and giving us this reminder and the inspiration to be grateful and joyful. So talk to me for a moment about that relationship between 
being joyful in the people around us? And how do we learn to create boundaries and say no? My best friend is probably one of the most joyful people that I am associated with. And and maybe that's why we've been best friends for 40 plus years. But she is the person that is always encouraging me. She's the person that always finds the positive in every situation. And these are the people, these are the tribe of people that we need to associate ourselves with, people that will lift us up and build us up. On, on the opposite end of that spectrum, for an example, I had a friend that I worked with, and, and it was a guy. He was the most negative person you could meet. It didn't matter what you said. It was wrong. Every, every day he felt bad. He, he didn't want to get help. And he just, anything that you offered, he just cut it off. Well, this became a relationship that just what you said, I had to set the boundary and say, I really can no longer be associated with this person because if we are around those negative people, it pulls our own energy down into that space. And we need to be with the people that lift us up, that share good energy for us and keeps our energy high. It's so true. It seems like it's easier to um, identify that, to become more aware of that and do something about it when these people are outside of our family. But then when it comes to the family members, (laughs) that is a tough one. What is your suggestion for people around us, really close to us, who are very negative? Well, I've had a couple of situations where I encountered some of that and and one of the, the most recent ones that I think of right now, it was a situation where somebody started something negative and everybody else started throwing in their stories. And this, this conversation was going from bad to worse. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. And kind of out of the blue, I threw in some totally unrelated, funny comment that then took us off track from this negative conversation to a more positive, humorous one. So if you have the opportunity, rather than argue with the person, rather than really even offer them any advice, change the subject. Just, just, Just try to keep things light and um, maybe put as much distance as you can, you know, with with whoever this is. I, I am fortunate that my family does get along well, and they are a lot of positive people. But but even those of us that are the most positive, we have our days, and we we need to be reminded to to be positive and and hopefully just maybe changing the topic is one of the easiest things you could do. Yeah, I like the suggestion because, yeah, that is so true. Sometimes we want to be nice to others and listen to them regardless and then give them the space to just um, 
share whatever they have in their minds, but it's not always a good idea when it's negative. I agree. I have a quote here. You say, joy is our natural default emotion. We came into this world as a joyful being. You said more than that. I love this statement because it's so true. And I wonder what happened or what happens to us from that state to go from that state of joy to states of fear, depression, anxiety, negativity. Do you have some ideas, Louise? Well, uh, um, yes, I do. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I was reading. I was reading something uh, just the other day about um, don't yell at your kids at bedtime and expect them to get a good night's sleep and don't yell at them in the morning and expect them to have a good day at school. And I, I think that not, not just parents, it's just that that happened to be something I read recently, but, you know, immediately we come into this world and, and yes, we are, we come into this world as a joyful being, but yet immediately you know, people start correcting us, you know, uh, you know, telling us no, telling us don't do this, setting all the rules and all the parameters. And granted, we have to have a standard set of operating procedures, I'll mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> but by the same token, it, it, it is, you know, everybody else around us is stressed and that brings stress on this baby and the baby grows up with this and, and you go to school and teachers tell you no and you have to do this and, you know, you have to be quiet and it, so much negativity is fed to us as we're growing up that we, we come into the, to our world as an adult with all this already built into us. And we have to make that conscious effort to be grateful every day, grateful for everything we have, which will lead us to a state of joy. But it does become, have to become a habit and eventually it becomes a lifestyle that we are grateful and we are joyful and there are days that things don't go our way but because we built up this wellspring of joy in our heart we can get through this day and we can think back of the good things and know that there are more good things yet to come in our lives Mm, and we can move forward from there. So there are options, so many things we can do to go back to the state of joy. And when I think about myself, like what I remember when I was a child, I remember being very joyful. And then with that, something that comes to me is that I was very open as a child. The heart was open. I wonder if there is a relationship between joy and being open to life, open-hearted, open-minded. I do think there is, absolutely. You know, if you close your heart and you're just basically, I'll say, stone cold and just not letting any kind of emotions in or out, then there's no place for joy to reside. You know, your heart has to be open to receive the joy and then give the joy back out to others. Mm, Yes, Louise, yes, a billion times to that. And I see why we as children, we are so open that we take in 
all the information and everything that comes in, all the feelings. And then it seems like we don't have the tools to process those informations. And then we ended up stuck with them. That might be one of the reasons why we become less joyful too. So that's interesting, being open and it has this the two sides, right? I think as an adult, we can deal better, process better everything. But as a child, it's almost like inevitable to absorb everything. Yes, it is. And as a child, you know, once we hear negative comments, we hold on to that. And then we're afraid to open up and we're afraid we're going to do something wrong or say something wrong. Uh, And this is where we go into ourselves and just shut the door to our heart and not let anything else in. That was exactly my case. Yeah, I remember being very joyful. And then I think I heard a comment from somebody, probably my mother, somebody in the family, that I was talking too much or something negative. And that was the end, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Ah, and that, it's funny how it takes so many years for us to kind of clear that, process those things and open up again. In my case, it took almost 37 years. Oh, my. I know. So we're almost at the end, but I do want to talk uh, with you about the practices, some empowering and powerful gratitude practices. What are the ones that you suggest? I know in the book you have many of them, yoga, meditation, journaling, affirmations, reading books, nature. Yes, all of those things are key to having an effective gratitude practice and leading you to your joyful life. Probably the, the number one thing for gratitude is a gratitude journal and a place to write every day. You write down just three things that you're grateful for. And as you start to do that, what happens is during the day you start paying attention. I'm going to need to write three things in my book tonight, so I need to be find three things I'm grateful for. And you start looking for things during the day that you're mm-hmm. grateful for. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I have one mm-hmm. friend that told me that every morning he goes around his house and he opens up all the blinds in his house. And as he does this, he looks out the window and he says out loud, I am grateful for the trees and the birds and the squirrels and the grass, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, whatever <Yeah>. he sees. <laughs> yeah. and, and so not only is he practicing gratitude, but saying it out loud just enforces it that little bit more. One, you know, you mentioned nature, and that is something that I do talk a lot about because I love being outside. And and I do believe that being outside gives us the opportunity to see all the things that we are blessed with. I mean, the trees that provide us shade and the grass and You know, just everything around us, our neighbors, the sunrise, the sunset. So I I do believe being outside is a great place to express gratitude. Um, One other thing you mentioned, yoga and meditation. These are things that clear our mind. And by clearing our mind of all the brain clutter, we have room to enjoy the blessings of life and to recognize 
with gratitude these blessings. Yeah. The way you speak, it sounds very simple. Just being open and paying attention to what we have. We have so much. Like I said before, just being here in the human body, waking up today, talking to you here now, it's already it for me. It's enough <laughs> to be grateful. It's interesting how simple it is in a way, isn't it, Louise? It is simple, yet it is, it's a, ha- a hard habit for a lot of people to get into. They say they're going to do it, and then they go three or four days, and then it, it's over, and they get busy. They're back in their busyness of life, and they, they don't do it. So the ha- making the habit is the hardest part of it. But once you're in that habit, every morning when you wake up, you will say, thank you, Lord, that I woke up today. And as your feet hit the floor, it's thank you that I have feet to stand on and that I can walk. And you get in that habit of being grateful for every little thing. What a beautiful, beautiful message. Again, thank you so much for what you do and how you do it. I love how you do it, too. <laughs> it's very beautiful. Thank you, Louise. Thank you. So I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Before that, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? I would love to read one of my short passages. Yes, yes please. Okay, my soul, here we go. My soul yearns for joy and peace. Each morning I awaken and wonder how to seek joy that day for both myself and those I encounter. I start with being thankful for everything I am blessed to have. Next, my prayer is, Lord, guide my steps today where you would have me to go. My joy comes from knowing that God is in control and all is well. My peace comes from taking time to be still and observe the world around me. As I slide out of my high bed, I take care to remain in the calm state I experienced upon waking. Now it's time to read my devotions, meditate, and stretch my body. Through my morning routine, the quietness fills me with the joy and peace that my soul yearns for. I am ready for my day. Listen to what your body and your soul are telling you. They know what you need and they know the way. Let joy be your compass to guide you to perfect peace. Thank you so much again for the inspiration today. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Just to know that I have touched the life of someone and You know, I would love to touch many, many lives, and I have been fortunate enough to have several people reach out to me and say, you know, this is just what I needed today. This is what I needed under these circumstances. And and that, to me, is success, that someone else has had a joyful day because of something that I said or did. What is another word for gratitude? thankfulness and you know maybe maybe they are exactly the same but that is the word that comes comes to mind to me and we think about being thankful 
during the month of November when when it's Thanksgiving. But in in reality, we need to be thankful and express gratitude every day of the year. Mm, yes, yeah. I actually didn't know that we had a gratitude day. It was through your work that I found out. Oh, okay, good. I didn't know. And that made me think exactly what you said. Like, every day should be a gratitude day. Every moment should be a gratitude moment. Yes. But we need reminders. And sometimes it's uh, an interesting concept to have one specific day to just kind of uh, practice and listen to that message, perhaps in a more profound, deeper way. So I love that idea. And I didn't know, actually. So my last question is, what do you love most about being in a human body? Wow, okay. <laughs> well, well, I, I do enjoy the, the peace that comes just from being able to live a joyful life. And, and maybe that sounds somewhat cliche, but but for me and where I am in my life today, I do feel peaceful, I do feel joyful, and it is a blessing to me to be alive today. Mm. Oh, wow. I love to hear that, Louise. Thank you for being that example, that reference. <laughs> you absolutely are that reference to joy and inner peace and fun. (laughs) I hear that in your voice. (laughs) Yeah. So um, thank you so much again. But before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your book, products, services, and future projects? Okay. Well, first of all, the best place is my website, which is louisepistol.com. And my book is almost anywhere online books are sold, but specifically on Amazon, Discover Your Joy uh, by Louise Pistol on Amazon. But I'm on almost all the social media sites also. So um, you shouldn't have trouble finding me at all. Wonderful. And I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Louise, for your presence today. And we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Bye now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Louise Pistole and her work, please visit louisepistole.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.